Well, hello everybody and welcome to another episode of We Watch Shudder. My name is JD. Who's here with me? It's the Winter Beast, Michelle. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> I'm the Winter Beast. It's me. It's the Winter Beast. January Be- is my shit. <laughs> it's the Winter Beast, Michelle. Uh, yeah, it's it's, me. it's all, always the winter beast. It's always the winter beast. Holy, you kind of took me uh, <laughs> took me by surprise there. Uh, Good. Yeah. Jumpster. Well, well, uh, I guess the cat's out of the bag. We're talking about winter beast today, guys. No new Shutter original or exclusive for us to talk about this week. Uh, and you know, we like to uh, to watch uh, movies that are requested by uh, friends of the show. When we have the chance to, and uh, we uh, we got to speak to Derek Haugen uh, from uh, at a bloody good time at House Harker uh, uh, a, a while back, and he suggested that we take a look at this movie Winter Beast, which I was certain I had seen before, but having literally just finished the film perhaps half an hour ago, uh, I, what I've determined is that I saw maybe the first 15 to 20 minutes of this movie at least once, but I don't know that I ever actually saw the whole thing, and oh my gosh, do I have some things to say uh, about this movie. Because uh, that's what we do here, guys. And Kate, Look, you you all know, it's right there in the name. We watch Shudder, and then we talk about Shudder. I'm sorry if you can hear my dog barking in the background. Uh, He's I think, really excited about Winter Beast. Uh, well, I, he may very well be. Uh, I, I don't know uh, if uh, it's just my roommate or if he's barking at the ghost in the attic again, but uh, he will calm down eventually, or he won't, and there'll just be a dog barking in the background of this entire episode. Michelle, I'm rambling. Save me. I know. Well, my pets are usually the ones that cause chaos, like when they knock shit off my shelf during Mad God, and I was like, everything just came tumbling towards me. Currently, Pudge, I'm watching her out of the corner of my eye because I know she's planning to just, like, do something crazy. I don't know, like drive a car through the window or something. So usually my animals are the ones that just have to ruin everything. So it's nice to uh, have that changed up for once and have somebody else's winter beasts in the mix. (laughs) Yeah, I uh, I suspect there there must be another dog walking by outside. Oh, uh, how dare uh, they! I know, I know. It's yep. uh, d- other dogs are not allowed to. Ex- he is, he like he's a tiny. He's a twelve pound dog, right? He's half Dachshund, half Yorkshire Terrier. They call it a dorky. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, but uh, no, he's this tiny thing. He tries to fight trucks. Like when we go for when we go for walks, like normal cars can drive by and he doesn't care. But like if a big fucking F two fifty or something just loud as diesel work truck comes plowing by, this little son of a bitch like just starts losing his mind and tries to run out into the street and fight the truck. I'm like, What are you what are you doing, dude? Like it's you're just not let gonna him do it. You're not gonna win. I mean, it's a mistake <laughs> he'll only. Try. It's a mistake he'll only make <laughs> once. But man, it's uh, yeah. it's a 
That's he a got heavy winter price. yeast energy. That's a heavy price to pay. Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, I've become infatuated with my mother's dog who came to live with me. It's a whole thing, Welcome guys. to the world of pets. Oh, this well, for little... I was going to say four-legged pets, not rats is the category, like this, the typical uh, household. This this dog is just a giant rat, Michelle. That's that's all it oh, is. Yeah. He's just they all a, are. except he's he's a lot dumber. Uh, I'll tell I was you about that to much. say. Oh, he's I love him, but he's oh man, he's very <laughs> smart in certain ways, but also he's a dog. Right? So you know what made me feel dumb? This fucking movie. Should yeah, I'm so, Yeah, let's talk about the movie. <laughs> uh, Winter. Beast. I would talk about dogs for an hour. I'm fine with it, but uh, <laughs> Winter Beast. Let's let's face it, Michelle. People <sighs> come. People listen to our show for our personalities, right? We're. We're those yeah, kind. Yeah, mine's we're, such a dazzling personality that everybody loves. Uh, I, I couldn't get dates in high school. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, so okay. uh, uh, so uh, we looked at the descriptions like we normally do. The one on Shutter Shocker is is I mean it's not super spoilery, but it's way too long. But fortunately, IMDb done us good. Uh, Michelle, you want to read the description of Winter Beast? Nineteen ninety. I, I believe it's nineteen. To. Is it nineteen ninety one or nineteen ninety two? Nineteen ninety two, according to IMDb, but it did take a very long time to make. So who knows? Sure, uh, sure. <laughs> when it nineteen ninety two is when it was supposedly finished. Uh, okay. People are being killed off near a popular mountain lodge with the legend claiming that the mountain is haunted by a deadly Native American demonic curse. Winter Beast, 1992, not rated. JD, I would like to hear your thoughts on this first. Uh, my spoiler-free thoughts? Yeah. Yes. Uh, my spoiler-free thoughts on Winter Beast. Uh, Winter Beast is a very, very particular flavor of film. Winter Beast is like Stilton cheese, right? Are you familiar with Stilton cheese, Michelle? I'm familiar with cheese. American so, Craft Singles in particular. So I grew up in a trailer. Stilton is, uh, it's basically the bluest of blue cheeses, right? Like Ooh, the most okay. the most extreme uh, sweaty gym sock, just aggressive blue cheese now I'm, I'm i'm a fan of blue cheese are you a fan of blue cheese yes but i i do think it might be too blue yeah uh, based on what you're saying yeah that yeah might be I, a, little, a little too blue i uh i i kind of peek out right around a right around a, a roquefort uh i think roquefort is really good every now and then uh but uh, i've tried still anyway so this movie is like the stilton of indie 80s uh, ostensibly horror films. Uh, this is the kind of movie you watch and your immediate thought is this is exactly the kind of movie they would talk about on Mystery Science Theater 3000 uh, and then you very quickly find out that close enough it was actually Rift Tracks. Uh, <laughs> like it's that kind of movie, right? This is a, a movie that is for a very particular type of person. But for that person, this could potentially be the greatest movie of all time. It's so ridiculous uh, and and just 
like it's such a chaos film, but there's so much spirit and like we're gonna make this fucking movie and finish this shit no matter what it takes. And then it's also just so fucking bizarre on top of it. Like this movie was a trip and for me I look I'm not and again this is all about just my experience and I will explain what I'm talking about as we dig into the spoilers uh but I'll, I'm gonna be straight with you this was a fucking five skull experience for God me I damn it you're fucking, gonna make me put winter beast on the website I fucking love in the this same movie. category as Michelle, Mad God. Michelle you don't understand this movie oh my is God. so Fucking rad. If you're the kind of person who likes this shit. And it's so And you great. do. Okay. Oh my god. I will great. explain the what I... The cheese oh. on the website. Oh. <laughs> this okay. movie... There, there is, this, is, this is a glorious uh, tribute to the human spirit. <laughs> it's it's, it's incredible. Would you like to hear my spoiler for I that? absolutely would. I didn't expect to go on quite a spoil a tirade in the spoiler but free, it's a but five. Here Jesus. we are. Yeah, it's a this was a five uh, skull experience for me. I loved every second <laughs> every frame of this fucking movie. We had different experiences with this. Um I had a very confusing uh, experience. So basically the thing that I can compare it to is when I was in junior high, my English teacher told our class that we were going to read A Tale of Two Cities and she warned us that it was going to be uh, kind of dense and a little bit hard to follow and we'd get through it with study guides and things. But then I, I went into it prepared for this to be difficult and I wound up completely understanding A Tale of Two Cities. I wound up really enjoying it in a way that I usually don't like classic literature. Shakespeare is way beyond me. A Tale of Two Cities, somehow I got into that. Um, and I felt super smart. This was the opposite, where I thought I would go in and be able to pay attention and pick up things. I am so fucking confused. It was like... It was difficult to watch. I watched for 20 minutes and I like every time I looked away, I'd look up and now this man had a mustache when five seconds ago he didn't. So like if I looked away for a second or I would be like, oh, they were just in the woods. And also, I don't know who this guy is. Uh, also, they've swapped shirts for some reason. And so I had to like pay attention so much that I had to restart it. And then I realized by paying very close attention with the subtitles that, no, my confusion was just as clearly confused the second time around, even though I was very diligently. I tried taking notes. My notes were chaotic. I couldn't even catch up because I'd be writing down a sentence and the scene would change. Um, I fell asleep the first time I watched the last half hour. And then the second time I tried to watch the last half hour because, yes, I tried to watch that twice as well. It's just so much music for so long that it lulled me into a trance and I have no idea how this movie ended despite watching the, the ending twice. I'm very confused. Um, I put a lot of effort into my numerical rating and I have this one broke me. I, I don't know what to rate it. Like it's it's not a zero. It's absolutely Hell not no. a five. Hell no, it's, it's not like a an, zero. It's absolutely it's like a five. Putting, 
it's it's like putting an algebra textbook into a list of my favorite books. I enjoy algebra, and I was the weird nerd kid who did the pra- practice exams in the back of the... But, like, if I'm putting that in my bookcase, like, does the algebra textbook deserve to be by, like... The Mistborn series by Brandon Sanderson and my autographed book. Uh, no, it does not. But I guess it can be in the bookcase. So uh, I'm going to go with a, a one point. No, Get actually, I'm gonna give it, hang on. No, I'm going to give it a two. <laughs> but the thing is, I just liked analyzing it and being like, they did all of this wrong. And to me, as a nerd, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed being like, wow, why did they switch to this perspective? Why is this shot lingering for so long? They haven't moved at all. It's not a tense moment. They're not trying to build up the anticipation, but yet they still haven't moved in a very long time. Um, So watching how they did literally everything different from how filmmaking says that you're supposed to do it, that was entertaining. Um, It was a challenge. I am very fucking confused. Reading the IMDb description gave me way more information than I got from the actual movie. I have no idea what the Winter Beast is because there's 12 different monsters in this goddamn thing. Um, I might actually be the Winter Beast for all I fucking know. Uh, I'm just going to go with a two uh, and this will haunt my dreams forever. Oh, all right. Fair enough, Michelle. And, and, and again, I, I I think if I'm being fair, the logical uh, flip side of what I said earlier, which is if this is uh, if this movie is for you it will really be for you uh the natural flip side of that is if it's not for you it's probably really not going to be for you uh but it hurt i my head oh i had so much so fun it's so <sighs> dumb and so but it's so just like like somebody was like no man I'm going to make this fucking movie no matter how long it takes, no matter how many different cameras I got to use, no matter how many. <laughs> you you talked about how uh, the guy, uh, sometimes he's got a big, full, uh, bushy mustache. Sometimes he's got just like a pencil-thin afternoon growth. I'm not even convinced, Michelle, that that character was played by only one actor. I think that character I know. is I think at, least at least two, two maybe three people. <laughs> yeah, because they kept being like, who's this guy? He's wearing the same clothes as the other yes, guy. But, but at not... the same time, they're all swapping out the um, same shirts. Yeah, I'm wearing it's... Buffalo plaid right now because they only had three shirts, a red, a yellow, and a blue one, all in Buffalo plaid, and they just kept swapping them around. And at one point, they cut the arms off of the yellow one so then it became a vest for the rest of the movie so people were just yeah. wearing a yellow buffalo plaid vest i'm so confused but i just i love so much how that's what this movie is right that's some people who just really wanted to make a movie and happened to have access uh to a couple of of really uh bare bones uh uh eight millimeter and 16 millimeter film cameras uh, and it's, uh, uh, there are also things about it as we get in, and we got to get into the spoiler section yeah, here. We okay. Just get into yeah, spoilers here, here you go. Yeah. Through. Look, go, uh, I, I encourage you to go watch this movie before we spoil a bunch of this stuff for you. Uh, because I do want to talk about a lot of stuff in this movie. 
uh, in detail. Um, one thing I do want to say before you do go watch the movie, if you are going to watch it, something we do, I think, have to point out. Uh, because of the time in which this was made, uh, and uh, and that's there is some uh, kind of insensitivity, shall we say, uh, towards uh, Native American cultures in this. There are, are some, uh, you know, and it's 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 very much that type of story, you know, similar to like a pet cemetery or something, where there's a a, a, a native. Uh, a, a, metaphysical or spiritual element involved there um i uh, i don't oh, think but don't worry because if you think that they're going to actually encroach on native american culture no this is shit that they thought up and then put together and went blame the native americans for this monstrosity of claymation <laughs> um so don't worry if you're worried that they're going to actually take like native american cultures or traditions no they invent shit i don't know what the fuck i was looking at <laughs> the one claymation head that gets very squishy and is just screaming for two minutes so don't worry. There's no like Wendigos or anything like that. You know, the actual cool monsters and entities are not in this. Right. There is a right. lot of claymation. I do think a totem pole does come to life potentially. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And then <laughs> when it goes back to just being a totem pole, uh, it's also, this is the spoiler section, guys. We're just already in it. If you didn't catch on to that, I'm sorry. But the totem pole <laughs> also is then dressed up with uh, uh, um, like uh, looks like a, a picked over by vultures, mostly meatless skeleton corpse of a human being, almost in a similar uh, fashion to the the weird corpse art at the beginning of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, that's one of the very first uh, really uh, uh, interesting comparisons and references that I'm gonna talk about. That's gonna drive you insane, uh, Michelle. But uh, the first thing I want to mention, and I want to see how you react, is like, okay, so y clearly this movie was, uh, like, this is the definition of independent filmmaking, right? Like, this is just some people who happened upon a couple of cheap uh, film cameras uh, and had some ambition and said, we're going to go make a movie. Uh, and they went out and they made a movie. Uh, but I do think that from a story perspective and a script perspective, uh, I think if this had been done uh, with a little bit more uh, uh, professional uh, story uh, 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 story structuring involved uh, and, and a whole lot more money in the budget, there's a good fucking movie here, right? Like a legitimate, like, like, yeah, I think so. Yeah? Yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's an opinion. Uh, no, well, I, I mean, look, if you really break it down, I mean, ultimately what we have here is a, basically like a Stephen King story, right? Like this is this is very much that kind of, you know, like people up in the snowy mountain, you know, uh, woods, uh, small town America. Uh, again, as we mentioned, they uh, they suggest there might be a connection to some kind of Native American uh, demonology, uh, like they Hang say. Hang on, in the we can't just gloss over you comparing this to Stephen King, a filmmaker and author I actually enjoy. When this is more like, oh, I mean, if you gave Tommy Wiseau a lot of money, the room could have been good. There's a good story um, there. 
I'm look like no. <laughs> what I'm what I'm doing is I'm comparing this to Stephen King, not in quality but in form. This I'm all, still upset that I'm you would ever even mention Mr. King's name in this episode. How Look, dare you? I, I, it's a thought I had while watching this movie. Was no, you know, this, no more thoughts. This isn't. This isn't really so different from uh, you know, your like. This isn't so different from Dreamcatcher, right? This isn't. Wow. Uh, but I it, look it's wow. a thought I had well why I mean it's also okay. it's so Continue ridiculous you telling us your wrong thoughts <laughs> if you will good sir uh so <laughs> I uh it, it's and also like again yes the uh uh the the claymation effects are real <laughs> real uh oh man they're they're they are real amateur uh somebody read a magazine article that kind of briefly explained how stop motion animation works and this guy decided he could be ray harryhausen uh and (laughs) it's uh but also like it's there's a charm in it for me like there's there's such a beautiful like like punk rock just ambition of just like we're just gonna go out and have fun and be ridiculous and we know what it's going to look like but we're going to make a movie because that's going to be fucking awesome uh and it just drips with that spirit uh to me uh i do think uh you know like i i feel like when i saw that totem pole with the the skeletal <laughs> corpse on it my immediate thought was a reference back to the texas chainsaw massacre uh, there are, um, I, I, we have to talk about, uh, how, uh, the, as you mentioned there, which one is the winter beast, Michelle? Do you have a guess? I think it's, I think it's the lodge man who loves the song. What can the matter be? Which by the way, fucking love that scene. I was that scene. I have watched a couple times on YouTube. His expressions are great. Best part of the movie showstopper. Give that man all of the awards. I loved him singing to what can the matter be? Yeah. Well, and I was just going to say like the movie, it's that absurd B indie movie sort of thing, right? Like, don't, I, I don't, I'm not, ridiculous right i know what this movie is but it was just so goddamn fun and there's just so much spirit here that i i I really appreciated uh i uh another immediate thought i had because that sequence uh with uh uh what can the matter be and leading into it the like you see that dude in that crazy red plaid jacket uh and then you have the 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 lady's corpse all like neck sliced and and on display in a weird pose uh which i immediate my immediate thought was oh he's all posed up like like what michael myers did uh with the corpses in halloween like i i had these touchstone reference moments from the, i'm not saying they reference these things deliberately i'm saying I, I I see it in that like it's I I see the ambition there and what this could have been, uh, with a little bit more uh, professional, experienced approach. Uh, but that sequence, uh, when he uh, first of all he starts fingering that woman's neck hole in a very grotesque 
fucked up kind of way. Uh, and then he puts that mask on, the clown mask, and there's all those corpses around, which, again, references to Halloween with the mask and then more like Psycho with the corpses there. Like, like this is a movie that was clearly made by somebody who had seen a lot of stuff and was trying to do something, you know, with with some sort of 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 uh, a semblance of that. Look, I, I'll be honest with you. I, I yes, some of the claymation here is terrible. I thought some of it was not significantly worse than a lot of uh, what we see in uh, a movie like Evil, uh, the original Evil Dead. You know, I actually like, would like to say the claymation was not bad. It was just confusing. <laughs> it was not bad claymation, but if you had just thrown like a painting of Van Gogh into the middle of this movie for a minute, it's not a bad painting, but I am very confused by it. Okay, so I've gone off on a tirade here about everything I love about this movie and how I feel like Ooh. there might be mm -hmm. touchstones to, to actually really significant stuff here. Uh, it's your turn, man. I'm, I'm tagging okay. in. Go ahead and just let loose on your thoughts on this movie. <laughs> let loose. I am very confused by this movie. Um, Part of what I enjoyed about it was that I was able to watch it and say, I know why this scene played out the way that it did. Because I would never say that I have made films or I was a filmmaker or anything. But I have been... I have done video editing as a fun pastime for free projects since I was in high school. It's the thing that I like the most. And I have directed a few things, nothing that will ever be released, just like fun videos with my friends. Um, so watching some of this stuff, I'm like, oh, the editor at this point was trying to put these two scenes together, but he didn't have a way to cut from the previous one without making it a weird jump cut because the camera only films from one angle for like 90% of this. And so they were stuck with just the one shot, no second camera to, to move over to. Uh, so that's why we get so many close-ups of nudie magazines and a a deck of cards with naked ladies on it. Um, also, he opens a box at one point and there's a fucking dildo just in a, the box. Just a wooden dick just laying there and they yeah. never address it. They never, it no. never comes back again. Just there because he's talking about like that, that tooth uh, that's supposed to mm -hmm. be some sort of fossil tooth. And there's just what appears to be either a rubber or I thought maybe even a wooden dick just laying there in the box every time they cut to it. And, and I did not realize there. they were talking about a tooth in the box. So when they open the box and they I, don't react, I they're like, they wow, is this from... And I was dick. like, you're talking about it? This movie just, it feels like at some point they went, this is funny. And the editor had fun with it because I don't think there was a dick in the box when they were filming. So those kind of things. I'm like, I think by the time that they got to editing, he's like, I don't have a way to cut between these. These people are going to have a lot of nudie magazines, a deck of cards, a dildo. That all seems like scenes that were filmed later so that the editor had something to put in there. Um, the cold open of the sheriff or who, the whoever just being in the attic and being like, Tello? And Tello was like, Wah! 
and then there's a claymation thing and then the sheriff just screams for three minutes and then we're just back at the ranger's lodge and i'm like what the fuck just happened i don't know who those people are it was such a cold cold open and i felt freezing in the cold open okay but um genuinely though you yes. y- you didn't find that uh in then the the immediate next scene uh when uh and, and i it's, it's hilarious that I can't remember any of these characters' names uh, with how much I love this movie. But you have, like, the main ranger guy who was uh, uh, two, at least, maybe even three different actors. And then you have uh, the guy who wears sunglasses inside and at night, and he's the cool guy yeah, who's cool showing guy. everybody the uh, the nudie magazines. Of and then course. there's that random dude... Uh, that's there with him that he's having the conversation with who asks him if he's gay at one point. Uh, But there's this... uh, You didn't feel that that scene made it like... Because I thought that scene made it pretty clear quickly that what's going on here is uh, these guys are... I 100% uh, knew when we got to that scene. Sure. Opening the movie like that is such a... We'll go with bold choice that yeah. I did not agree with. Oh, they, there was no buildup immediate, like a minute in, and the sheriff is dead, or whatever he is. Like clearly, like one of the rangers. We haven't even had a chance to yeah, and we haven't figured out. Like I know that that's an attic because I know how houses look, but <laughs> we didn't have any buildup of like him opening a front door, looking around. He's in the attic now, looking for this guy. There's none of like that traditional buildup in B footage that you would expect. It's yeah. just right in the action. It's insanity. Right. Yeah, it's 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 definitely, shall we say, a very condensed version of the kind of opening you get again in a movie like like Halloween, uh, you know, where there is this kind but that you know, that's more of like five minutes and it's sort of dragged out and there's a whole dynamic to it. This is. I would have like thirty seconds of foreplay. I I was gonna right. I was gonna say this is this is just like oh hi here's the movie here's this guy whose face is half melted now there's this weird claymation monster in the room now we're out in the woods and this guy's got some sort of weird skull shoving through his chest and now a dude I thought for a moment was maybe waking up from a dream and I think they talk was about he that not? later no they and they they confirm that later on but I thought maybe all that stuff that we had just seen was supposed to be his dream, which was maybe why it was so chaotic. But, uh, uh, no, I, I could definitely see how that would be disorienting, but, uh, I, I, uh, Diso- <laughs> I could see how winter beast could be disorienting. Uh, we gotta, <laughs> we gotta talk about the assorted. Wait, wait, wait. Be- you oh. said I got to say yeah. a couple Go ahead. Things. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're absolutely right. I just, I really only have one more thing to point oh, out. Oh, no, the please say whatever in, you would like. No, but like the dildo was written in huge letters on my page and there's not a lot of comprehensive thoughts uh, down here. But I do have to say I laughed so fucking hard near the beginning of the movie and I still don't know why it happened, but they're in the lodge and then suddenly a fight breaks out so abruptly and so aggressively and they're knocking shit everywhere and I have watched it twice because that's where I paused and went, I am missing something and I still don't fully know what got those two men that upset that quickly. That was like two betta fish introduced to the same tank and just going 
at it. I was like, why are they so mad? One of them said the wrong thing to the other, and I don't remember (laughs) what it was. But yeah, it does happen so quickly, and it's so aggressive. Oh, God. That's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I love so hard. My favorite part about this, uh, this movie, first of all, is a, they should, teach this movie in film schools uh, in a class call and it, this is the only movie you need to show and it's like a like a one day seminar on this is why you need a continuity editor <laughs> it's, it's because holy shit like there are entire sequences in this movie entire conversations uh, that uh, that are very clearly shot in two entirely different locations, probably separate days. The the editing is like it's about as good as the editing we got when we would use two VCRs to edit home videos back in the nineties. It's just oh, uh, I never had to do that. What's a VCR? Oh God, it was the man. It it's just <laughs> but. God, editing videos on VCRs, that sounds awful. I've never heard of that legitimately, not even like making a joke about oh, age. That yeah, you would ha- you would I have, can't even imagine. You would have two different VCRs connected to a TV uh, and uh, you would record the section you want from the source tape onto the, the record tape uh, and then you would take out the source tape and put in the different source tape mm-hmm. or fast forward to the next thing you want. I gotcha. Yeah, it was. That sounds shitty. Oh, it was terrible. Thank it was God absolutely for the terrible. internet. Uh, but oh my God. Uh, uh, garbage. Yeah, it was. I bet that's was, how this movie was made. I bet prob- this was made on two VCRs. At uh, least part of it. This seems like a VCR. Uh, movie. It, it had been suggested, I guess, at a, at a couple of times that the movie was was made was shot on VHS. It's it's very clearly eight millimeter and sixteen millimeter film. I think that's pretty obvious but uh uh no like i I love how in that that super because that sequence with the mask and the corpses and when he's he's weirdly fondling that that neck wound on that that dead lady like that's some like (laughs) imagine that scene in a a much more slickly produced you know, uh, experienced professional uh, movie. That's creepy as fuck. Right? I like legitimately that was... think that is a very good horror scene. Yeah. And I already have planned pranks where I'm going to tell friends, you have to see this classic horror movie I just learned about. I'm going to send them that scene and tell them, wow, it's just like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You have to check out. It's so good. And then just wait for the messages to tell come them, in and tell see. Them it's... <laughs> Tell him it's like Stephen King on acid. Oh my god! Well, Stephen King was on acid. Well, he no, was on a lot he, of drugs. He did a lot. Of, yeah, a lot of big, just big piles of cocaine. Yeah. I, I understand, but the anyway. best kind. Just, <laughs> um, if you're gonna have Coca Cola, so have it in a pile. Uh, I guess this movie was at, at one time because we got to talk about as you mentioned. You know, the movie's called Winter Beast, but there appear to be five or six different beasts in this in this fucking movie. Uh, and then the movie also, I guess, was uh, there was a, an earlier version of it uh, that was originally titled "It Came from Lone Peak." But again, it <laughs> which, which one? Because we there are so many uh, different. Which was your favorite of all the beasts, Michelle? Do uh, you want to try and run down a, a, a list of the different beasts? 
Okay, so we obviously have the claymation guy at the very beginning. Yep. Um, honestly, it's not even a beast, but I really like the prosthetic effects within that scene of Tello peeling his skin off. That was legitimately that was, very good. Yeah. Even though it's not a beast, I just have to give it like a, an honorable mention. That I was like, wow, this is a bad movie, but the prosthetics are actually kind of good. Yeah, this it's it's made by some people right? who are not the worst. I know, right. but like as a whole, what the fuck did I watch? Um, <laughs> and then we've got uh, the skull coming out of the guy, if we want to consider that skull uh, part of a beast. Well, as you remember, um, later on, they, they show that scene in more detail with a couple of more yes. shots and it's and actually like a, about it. <laughs> like a weird skull and spine snake yeah. that just crawls over his throat. Yeah, uh, we've got the totem pole um, yep. that comes alive and walks around all like all claymation style. Yeah, and then which the again, last look, I, 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 it's not, it's not Mad God, right? It's not. It's it's, but it's, <laughs> it's not bad, right? Like it was, it was. I've seen much worse. Uh, I th- I I I don't know. I thought it had some charm, and I really enjoyed how ridiculous this Your movie was. Your five skull movie. I've seen worse. <laughs> um, it's a five I, skull I experience, know, Michelle. I don't. I don't, don't even know me. how to describe the the monster that I'm thinking of. So I'm just quickly panning through the movie to see if I can find it. But it is the one that's in the woods where it's just watching his elongated face screaming for a very, very long time. It is claymation. Um, I have no idea when it happens in the movie. Is it within 10 minutes? Is it during the end credits? I have no idea. I have watched the ending twice, are paying you, full attention. I still have no idea how this ends. Are you Are you talking about the one uh, that is kind of going crazy because that guy and that lady are in the, the room and they start hearing all this roaring and then there's a guy climbing down the side of a rock or something and there's like the giant thing with multiple arms. Is that the one? When you're talking about I just remembered that we did not tell people the plot of this movie and you know it what doesn't that's matter. fine it doesn't matter uh, but yeah I'll I'll find it I'll send it to you but that guy if people know who I'm talking about he's just screaming for a very very long time it is a very long shot I, if of I'm, this claymation long head screaming if I'm not mistaken I think uh, that might be the creature that, I- if you go to the Shutter website, the uh, oh. I think it might be. Uh, I think that picture that they use on the Shutter website yeah. to promote this is a very stylized and much more detailed version of that monster you're thinking of. Yeah. Oh, there's also a blue alien. Yep. Mummy. And then there's blue a like a, like a weird red devil demon thing. Uh, yep. and uh, a Ray Harryhausen-style dinosaur chicken. Um, oh, I forgot about the dinosaur chicken. Oh, dude, the dinosaur chicken just rocks that house while the one while cool guy with the glasses is there. I love cool guy with the glasses. Oh, yeah. You know, okay, so this movie is just full of little things that I find so fucking funny, but I know we're not comedic moments. Um, and that's why it's hard to, like... It broke my brain trying to figure out number. <laughs> so two is just I'm not I'm never gonna think about it again. I'm not gonna like keep me up at night. I absolutely will. I'm gonna think about this a lot as much as I think about how hosts deserve five skulls. It's the biggest regret of my life. Um, but the thing I think about is 
the the ranger showing up in the very beginning this is just ingrained in my brain because i watched it twice and i still don't know what the fuck was going on i mean i did i obviously <laughs> did. Like, I, it's just so like i was not expecting it um and then he goes to interrogate the girl in the darkest fucking room ever yeah. i don't know why they didn't turn on any lights that's not making her feel comfortable and then he comes back out to continue his conversation with the not cool guy and he just very aggressively puts his foot up on the chair to start the conversation and yeah. i'm like yes that's a very natural pose i'm not convinced that those were people like these were aliens pretending to be people and they're like why hello there fellow human i also like nudie magazines please look at these breasts on this woman one of my uh one of my felt like one of my favorite little flubs uh over the course of this movie is during that sequence you talked about when they first go out to the wild goose lodge and that that fight breaks out just out of nowhere uh, right at the end of the fight sequence, uh, the waiter in the blue plaid flannel uh, walks off screen because he's sitting, he's standing there talking to cool sunglasses guy uh, when the fight breaks out, uh, and that waiter kind of stumbles off screen. Oh, there's a moment right before that where uh, he's taking the empty bottles away, and cool sunglasses guy. Uh, cracks must have been an ad lib on him because dude just audibly breaks and laughs at the line and then walks away. <laughs> but then you see him fall to the ground in the ruckus as he walks off screen in that shot. And then immediately it cuts to a shot of the creepy old guy who runs the Wild Goose Lodge and blue plaid flannel waiter is standing right fucking next to him. <laughs> Um, that same, uh, it might be the same exchange. I don't recall, but, uh, this movie just kept reminding me of how they made it wrong. Um, and one of those things was that like, usually if somebody's an amateur filmmaker, they're going to be like, okay, I need to film this scene. Let's just put the camera in a place so that you can see what's going on. And then they do their dialogue and then they just like take the camera and they go elsewhere and they just prop it up somewhere. And it doesn't matter how it's framed, what it looks like, just as long as you can see what's happening. Um, and that is fine. Uh, they don't like they're not making any choices, any artistic direction with it. But then this movie, for some reason, some of these shots are clearly done from like a ladder from like way too high above <laughs> just during <laughs> conversations. And in that lodge, there is one where I'm like, were you standing on the stairs? And the fact that that's an active choice that was made, it was not somebody saying, oh, I just need to set the camera and get the shot, which is clearly what they do at the entire beginning in the ranger station. They never move the camera. This one, they're like, oh, I'm learning. And I know now that I have to have a perspective. Well, and so we are going to be God looking down on these people yeah, from heaven. <laughs> I'd be willing to bet that if you watched through this, you could probably gauge, because, you know, like they say, uh, the movie, according to Vinegar Syndrome, who uh, released the film uh, in this beautiful transfer version that Shudder uh, has available for streaming, uh, they released it as part of their, uh, their first homegrown horror uh, three-title box set. Uh, the movie was made over more than half a decade, like with the actual production. Uh, and I've heard that half a decade was like late 70s to early 80s. And then the footage just kind of sat around for a while uh, and it was finished in like 87 to 89 and then finally got released in like 92. But 
it definitely has that feeling of just this real like uh uh it's just so fucking cobbled together it's hilarious like the the sequence where the, the creepy old dude is is fondling the the neck wound on the dead lady is very obviously two completely different shots like that guy is not there that is not his hand he's just reaching off screen and making weird faces and then it cuts to an arm reaching in from off screen and just really grotesquely viciously kind of fingering that neck wound in a way that's really vile and it just was like what the uh, what the I had fuck? a pure like it was like a light switch switched either on or off um, during that moment because I was like, oh, now we're going to get like him creepily rubbing this dead woman. And I'm like, oh, of course. But then when I realized his fingers were going under the skin flap, yeah. I went like, oh, like I felt it's it where I'm just like, up. oh, no, why? Why did you? I didn't even notice there was a skin flap there until his fingers were in it. Yeah, Ugh. it's fucked up. Ugh. Fucked up. Ugh. I don't know what I watched. Uh, I love that uh, the uh, the big red devil horned demon that they they fight at the end of the movie. Uh, it looks straight out of like like the six million dollar man or the old uh, uh, Incredible Hulk TV show. Uh, just the way they shoot it from all these low angles, uh, and they have these sort of like, like almost like half slow motion shots where it looks like it's just lumbering and shit. Like it's clearly just a knockoff of of those sorts of things. Uh, I just, uh, I had, I just had so much. God, and how it ends, by the way, Michelle, if I understand correctly, is they. Uh, you know, they kill off at least some uh, and either, I don't know, drive away or maybe just get away from some of the other beasties that they're fighting uh, and they shut down the Wild Goose Lodge so nobody else dies. Yeah, I wish they had had some dialogue during that part so I would have paid attention. <laughs> because seriously, the music just, and it goes on and on. It's like on a loop, and, and it put me into a trance. Here's, <laughs> I it, just zoned out. Here's the other thing I, I really appreciate about this, because you're right, there is a lot of absurdity here, but you talked about like there being comedic elements that you don't think were necessarily meant, meant to be. Com and I'm not so sure, like I feel like there are a couple of things in here that happen uh, that... Oh, like a dick in a box? Yeah. <laughs> make it very clear to me that these guys know what they're making here, right? <laughs> they, they understand. Uh, one of them, uh, it is uh, very much, unfortunately, tied into some of the dated uh, Native American stereotypes that's going on here. But there is one sequence where the two characters, the sheriff and the one other guy, are talking about that part of the of the backstory here for the first time. And they're standing right in front of a sign for a state park. And the name of that state park on the sign is Indian Legend State Park. <laughs> I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? Uh, and then there's uh, after they they uh, defeat the red devil demon at, at the end. Uh, there's that weird sequence where they like trot off arm in arm like best buddies, like they're on the Andy Griffith show or some shit. 
Like, this reminded me so much of, like, this reminded me a lot of a movie like Herschel Gordon Lewis, 2000 Maniacs, uh, where it's very clearly just none of these people, like, this is, this is the small town, middle of nowhere, summer stock theater version of a horror movie. Uh, and you know, there's a little bit like you can definitely tell who the guys were who were like the local stars or whatever. But it's just so much fun. It's so ridiculous. I enjoyed everything about this experience. I think if you love, this is definitive classic trash cinema because it, uh, it, it it just it has that spirit it's it's being made with so much love and and ridiculousness and i felt that through the whole thing i feel like they did attempt to make a real horror movie at yeah. the start yeah but around year 4 they went fuck it <laughs> <laughs> that might I, that could be you know that could be they're just but like but they oh, shot fuck. out of order as you're supposed to. Right. Unless maybe they didn't. They edited out of order. But like I bet it opened initially. I've been thinking a lot about this movie. I bet it initially <laughs> yeah. opened in that lodge. And it was just one unbreaking shot of 10 minutes of dialogue like you would see in a play. And then they went back and they're like, okay, now we got to shoot, shoot the sheriff interrogating the girl. And then they went, oh, shit, we have to have that playing at the same time. How do we even do that? Here's... Here's something that I that I, I still don't understand, and and this is something that I, I it's I, I thought for sure there was going to be more to it, and then just nothing happens. But so like we talk about the totem pole monster and how when they go after it's turned back just into a totem pole, uh, it's got that uh, that picked over skeletal corpse on it now, which. That was the the lady who uh, uh, gets her uh, gets her business out uh, uh, on the on the camera early in the movie, wasn't it? Like, yes, wasn't that the idea of there? So many boobs in this movie, right? Uh, so well, weirdly boobs. enough, those are the only two. Like, there's there's a lot of filming of like still photos of boobs in yeah. this movie, but there's so the many boobs. but here's the thing. So that lady takes her shirt off and, and then the totem pole monster shows up and kills her and that's who is the skeleton on the totem pole later. But then isn't that the same lady who comes back and hangs out with that dude when all of a sudden they hear the screeching monsters outside? I thought it was. My husband did not think it was. Yes, I did. And I, I watch this with I, me. I, and so and I, I was like, didn't she just die right and then i was like is there like this gonna be some sort of like she's possessed like a by a winter beast or something but then just no nothing happens it's just i don't know but i just at one point it was probably a thing and then they forgot until they went to edit and they went no one will notice that she's alive again this is uh this is just the most delicious delicious trash i loved every bit of this and i will delight uh in Again, you you have to know who the people are that are going to love it, but I think you it'll be pretty easy to figure out and share it with all of them that you can because this was so goddamn much fun. This was basically a fun dog hot dog on white bread where 
It's not good, but it's better Lots than of ketchup. starving. Lots of ketchup. Lots of ketchup. <laughs> yeah. I actually, I really like white bread hot dogs. Um, I do that. I don't even buy hot dog buns because you don't get the same amount. I just like them on white bread. And apparently that makes me a psycho. That's where the line is drawn no, for a lot of people. That, that doesn't make you a psycho, Michelle. That makes you much like me. Uh, somebody who grew up a, as we call it uh, poor po- poor folks <laughs> yeah yeah poor yeah. poor white folks uh, we, we had a floor in our house that you could see the dirt you, wait, outside you, you're gonna you're gonna <laughs> tell me you're gonna tell me that you buy specific special bread that's only yeah. to be used for hot dogs. I'm never gonna I, eat that many hot dogs. There's not like a two pack of hot dogs. Right. Bugs. I I buy the bread that can serve to wrap a hot dog. You can put a hamburger in between a couple of slices. I buy the utility player awesome bread and use it for whatever I need. And I'm mm-hmm. the weird one. You have yep. hot dog only bread. What the fuck? I I am truly upset that they do not have one or two packs of, of hot dog buns. I feel like that's discriminatory because they're like, oh, you're eating hot dogs. Clearly, you're with your friends at a cookout, right? You're not just eating hot dogs alone that you microwave because they're a quick thing that you can eat in the middle of the day when you're trying to get your work done. But you just remember that you haven't eaten for 16 hours. Right. Also, side note, if you come to a cookout at my house, you're going to get white bread for your hot dogs and your hamburgers. And if you don't like it, you can go to somebody else's fucking cookout. That sounds like a really good prank that I want to <laughs> play people. Just like, have like all the accoutrement, all the different toppings they could possibly want. Uh, ketchup, you, pickles, various types of pickles. Your only, <laughs> your only option bread. for wrapping it is, is like sliced white bread <laughs> well greatest barbecue ever so winter beast yeah. with wonder bread guys uh uh like i said you know uh if you are into this kind of thing this is a beautiful fun experience and you're going to love it if you're not it's probably not for you, as we can see from the... the, the, the it's better than the, starving. Right. It's <laughs> it's better than starving. Uh, you can say that again. There's just a dick in the box. What, <laughs> what the... There's just a dick in the box, and they I never... I happens. They never fucking address it. It's so great. <laughs> oh well, God! Well, anyway. I got nothing else to add. I no. just keep thinking of the dick in the box. This yep. is uh, well, uh, this was a, this is a good time. Uh, we probably should get this all wrapped up. Shout out again to Mr. Derek Haugen for suggesting we watch Winter Beast. I uh, I very much <laughs> Thanks, appreciate Derek. Appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! I was no. I was gonna well. I was gonna do the whole big wrap up, but then I remembered I recorded no. that that thing. So just fucking say goodnight, Sweet. Michelle. <laughs> Good night, Michelle.
We Watch Shudder is a production of Rat Factory Media, your home for all of today's Rat Factoryist podcasts. The views and opinions of the hosts and guests of We Watch Shudder are their own and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Rat Factory Media. But wait, aren't Rat Factory Media and We Watch Shudder the same people? Shut your cake hole, Charlie. Nobody asked you. We Watch Shudder is available free on all major podcast platforms, and the easiest way to support We Watch Shudder is also free. Just leave a rating and review on your platform of choice. Merge your consciousness with ours on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. We're at We Watch Shutter on all those social media platforms. Or find us the old-fashioned way on the web at WeWatchShutter.com or by email at mail at WeWatchShutter.com. Heck, you can even leave us a voicemail at 701-566-9510. No, seriously, 701-566-9510. Try it if you dare.